Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the fourth week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 1, beginning this morning, at verse 19. Then, just as the Lord our God had ordered us, we set out from Horeb and went through all that great and terrible wilderness that you saw on the way to the hill country of the Amorites until we reached Kadesh Barnea. I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given the land to you. Go up, take possession, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Do not fear or be dismayed. All of you came to me and said, Let us send men ahead of us to explore the land for us and bring back a report to us regarding the route by which we should go up in the cities we will come to. The plan seemed good to me, and I selected twelve of you, one from each tribe, They set out and went up into the hill country, and when they reached the valley of Eskel, they spied it out and gathered some of the land's produce, which they brought back to us. They brought back to us a report and said, It is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. But you were not willing to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, It is because the Lord hates us that he has brought us up out of the land of Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites and destroy us. Where are we headed? Our kindred have made our hearts melt by reporting the people are stronger and taller than we. The cities are large and fortified up to heaven. We actually saw their offspring of the Anakim. I said to you, have no dread or fear of them. The Lord your God who goes before you is the one who will fight for you, just as he did for you in Egypt before your own very eyes. And in the wilderness, when you saw how the Lord, your God, carried you, just as one carries a child all the way that you traveled until you reached this place. But in spite of this, 
you have no trust in the Lord your God, who goes before you on the way to seek out a place for you to camp in fire by night and a cloud by day, to show you the route that you should take. When the Lord heard your words, he was wrathful and swore, Not one of these, not one of this evil generation shall see the good land that I swore to give to your ancestors, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh. He shall see it, and to him and to his descendants I will give the land on which he set foot, because of this, because of his complete fidelity to the Lord. Even with me the Lord was angry on your account, saying, You shall not enter there. Joshua, son of Nun, your assistant, shall enter there. Encourage him, for he is the one who will secure Israel's possession of it. And as for your little ones, who you thought would become booty, your children, who today do not yet know from right from wrong, they shall enter there. To them I will give it, and they shall take possession of it. But as for you, journey back into the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. You answered me, we have sinned against the Lord. We are ready to go up and fight, just as the Lord our God commanded us. So you strapped on your battle gear and thought it easy to go up into the hill country. The Lord said to me, Say to them, Do not go up and do not fight, for I am not in the midst of you, otherwise you will be defeated by your enemies. Although I told you, you would not listen. You rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went into the hill country. The Amorites who lived in that hill country then came out against you and chased you as bees do. They beat you down in the Seir as far as Horma. When you returned and wept before the Lord, the Lord would neither heed your voice nor pay you any attention. After dwelling for a while at Sinai, the Lord orders them on towards their promised rest. They have to trek through the wilderness to get there, but they are able and strong, and the Lord is in their midst, carrying them, as Moses says. But then right at the edge of the promise, they lose heart, they lose their faith. They refuse to enter the land and take possession of it. So the Lord turns them around and sends them back into the wilderness until the day when their children will once again return to this very place, and the next generation will have the chance to enter into the land and take possession of it. The next generation is actually those people who are listening to Moses right now as they ready themselves to do just that. In the wilderness, they have learned that faithfulness to the Lord includes not only hearing and learning and the wisdom that comes from from meditating and, and knowing and loving God's word, but acting with courage and trust and obedience to the Lord. The acts of that first generation to come out of slavery in Egypt become both a word and a warning and a revelation of God's steadfast and patient love for God's people. What happens, God's rescue and liberation, God's covenant and commandment, the people's disobedience and suffering, God's faithfulness to them, and then God's new redemption becomes the plotline for the story of God and God's people. As we read the story from where we are, we can see that we too are heirs of a rebellious people who lack the courage to trust in God and instead are led into fear by the powers, by our own powers of observation, by believing what we see instead of what the Lord has us hear or where God would move us. And yet God does not leave us or forsake us, but impatient, God turns us around and continues to form and shape us into be the people of God's promise. We might be tempted to think that that generation that did not enter the promised land 
was somehow evil and God forsaken. But we also must remember that Moses himself does not enter the land. He must hand over leadership to Joshua. We are told that God is angry with the people for not entering into the land, for not trusting that God will be with them. And in God's anger, God swears that we will not enter the land themselves, but instead their children will enter. So on the one hand, God delays the promise because of their rebellion and God's anger. At the same time, on the other hand, nowhere does God turn away or forsake God's people. God does not hate them or lead them into the wilderness to destroy them as they had feared. God goes with them into the wilderness and in the wilderness strengthens their faith until they get back to this point. And here they are again. Finally, God will give them what God wanted to give them all along. If only they had trusted in God's loving kindness. Jesus' own life will reenact this very movement as he himself also comes to the Jordan, where he is baptized and proclaimed and revealed as God's Son, and then is immediately turned around and driven into the wilderness by the Spirit, where he spends 40 days and 40 nights. Where God's people have faltered and failed, Jesus proves faithful and trustworthy, filling up the promise of faithful obedience to the Lord. And it is in Jesus' faithfulness that we see most fully God's love for us, because he has come to endure it all for us. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David, In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, who promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, in the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony for those who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. 
Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.